The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David (laughs) Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey, guys. Welcome to The Break. Uh, we're going to be getting into a lot of exciting stuff, hopefully. A lot of fun talk. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. Great. Doing good. Awesome. Nick, you good? Good. You good, Thank man? You. Good, bro. <laughs> you good, bro? Okay. Bro. All right. Well, before we get into the Texans um, offense, I wanted to hit over a few points in regards to the wide receiver position, starting off with Terrence Williams, who wasn't at practice on Friday, was inactive during the game, and then today wasn't at practice again. So I want to know the mystery behind this whole deal and <laughs> what is really going on here. Any answers to this? Good luck. It's or a any great... any um, how do you call those like sup- supposition? No. Supposition, supposition, speculation. Spe- yeah, there we go. Whole. I wish I could help you, Amber. I've uh, been trying to get to the bottom of it, and what I've been hearing back is, I wish I could help you. Like it. You've been hearing that back from people you've been talking to. Yes. Yeah. It seemed. I. I don't know, and I think we've kind of had an idea that something weird was going on ever since Bryce Butler joined the team, basically, which was what after week two or three. Regardless, he's been, yeah. 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 We he's After been he's been here three, for right? two games. We've yes. known for a couple of weeks that something's up with Terrence. He didn't practice Friday. He wasn't at the game Sunday. He's dealing with some off-field issues. We asked Jason Garrett before practice today at his press conference if he was going to practice, and he said we'll see. Which somebody made the astute observation like practices in 15 minutes what do you mean you don't know <laughs> uh it's it's weird um cole beasley mentioned maybe you know he's got something going on with his foot he had his foot surgically repaired during the off season after he broke it so maybe there's an injury component there's been reports about a possible suspension i haven't the slightest idea all i know is that he's not practicing and he has not had much of an impact at all on this team in 2018 and that's the key is he really hasn't had much of an impact so it doesn't help hurt you one way or the other it's more just a you want to kind of know what's going on because obviously you've got to figure out what's going to happen with David Irving and if he is going to be a guy that could be a potential possible cut to get make room for Irving you kind of want to know that right just as you know as curious people that follow the team want to know but right now, there doesn't seem like there very, there's very much in the way of, of facts that are coming out. We'll about find what's out soon. On. It's a it's yeah. it's a, such a curious phenomenon with this team, and I chalk it up to how popular it is. I mean, this is the most popular football team in the world. Draws a lot of scrutiny, gets a lot of coverage, like stuff like it's never as simple as it's supposed to be with the Cowboys. Like any other team, it would just kind of be it would be under wraps, and then one day they'd be like, he's suspended or he's going to IR. And that's and you're like okay cool, but or he's back, like, or he's back. Way, nobody whatever. notices, nobody cares. But yeah. here, like there, you know, there's reports, there are leaks, there's speculation, and all of a sudden, you know, it reminds me of when Dez skipped his MRI a couple years ago. <laughs> like it's just like why, why can't the most mundane of activities ever just be as straightforward as they're supposed to be? Like yeah. teams, teams make roster moves all the time, and it just never seems like it's that easy here. Yeah. So. Okay, and. Another wide receiver who we know um, has some fun tweeting 
<laughs> throughout the days, Des Bryant. And we know he's been getting ready into football shape, or at least based on all his pictures and videos of him working out and doing all that football stuff. Someone tweeted at him asking him, who are you signing with? And he responded back, I'd rather it be the Dallas Cowboys. If not, I'll be ready to play somewhere else. Now, to me, that was a surprising response because based on how things kind of went down, I wouldn't expect that kind of response. But, hey, if he wants to be here, cool. Now, is this a real scenario? Do you actually see this happening? And we've, we've talked about maybe Dak having the need of having some kind of wide receiver that has the experience and being able to help him on the field, aside from Ezekiel Elliott. Do you guys really see this happening later on in the season or at some point? Honestly, this reminds me of when I was a single man and you date somebody and then you break up with them. And then it's like six months later you run into them and you kind of like, man, I kind of miss them. But you don't think about all the things that were the problems as to why you broke up with them in the first place. I hope the Cowboys don't get in that situation. And the reason why I say that is because last year, let's be honest, Dez wasn't Dez wasn't doing Dez things last year for the most part. He was not the player. And there can be a lot of reasons for that. And I think it's people have a valid point when they say maybe it was the quarterback not being able to utilize him the right way. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's very valid, right? But guess what? That quarterback's still here. And as of right now, that quarterback isn't going anywhere. So if we saw that last year, I don't think anyone should be under some sort of uh, illusion that bringing him back somehow it's going to be different because I don't think it necessarily will be. I think the Cowboys have a path they want to go down. Go down that path for right or wrong, whether it works or doesn't work. You selected a path. Go with it. I don't think they go back and revise that at this point, in my opinion. I thought Nick had the line of the day yesterday. We were talking about this, which people that listen to the show don't know William, but William works on the back end with us. You know, yeah. he he posts a lot of our stories. There's a lot of web stuff, crucial piece of what we do behind the scenes. But uh, Rob was like, well, yeah, Des said if he could sign anywhere, he wants to play for the Cowboys. And Nick goes, so does William. So what? Like, <laughs> of course, Des wants to play for it's the Cowboys. Good, Des. <laughs> Dez always wanted to play for the Cowboys. William this, William was like, just give me one rep. Just one rep. I'm good for a rep. This whole thing, it was never about what Dez wanted to do. It was about what the Cowboys wanted. And I get it. I'm Hey, I love Dez Bryant. A part of me probably would be excited to see him resign just for the spectacle of it all. But good numbers. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it would I mean, the, the story stuff, would so. get the story would get clicks. There's <laughs> right. no doubt about that. If you but, get some extra attention, I love that part. I mean, here, I mean, at this point in the season last year, Dez had 212 receiving yards. Um, that's about 53 a game. He did that on 16 catches, which is four a game. More importantly than that, 40 targets. targets. <laughs> so he's catching less than half of his ca uh, of his targets for 53 yards a game. He did have two touchdowns, but remember. Those numbers are super inflated because Dak was just chucking him the ball. He threw him the ball 16 times in a 30-point loss in Denver. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. There, there's so many ways you can go with this. Like, you can argue whether they should have cut him. You can argue whether this is the right path to be on. The point is that they're on this path already. Mm -hmm. I, I legitimately – I don't – I would even be willing to concede that maybe it wasn't the best idea to cut him in the first place. But – 
I really, I genuinely believe this team wouldn't be any better with Des Bryant on it right now, based on what we saw last year. Um, and the numbers don't bear out that it would be this amazing idea to bring him back. But he I claims mean, to be in Super Saiyan mode. What What else would would you say to somebody? <laughs> you see all the Goku posts that he posts? I just think, and no offense it. to how we started the show, but I just think those are two irrelevant topics because none of it matters. Like Terrence Williams, like he's not contributing, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's interesting of what's the deal. Is he going to go IR? Is he going to go cut? But I don't think he's... I, mean, I think he's caught his last pass with the Cowboys, and I think the same. Wow, is. that's that's a big statement, though, Nick. I mean, don't you really you think? I don't know. I mean, honestly, if, if this is a situation, and if he hasn't, then that's six more yards. I mean, I mean, what, what's? <laughs> but the no, difference? it is. I mean, I don't. Maybe. I, I mean, that's that's a pretty big statement. And I think Des has too. I would, I would, I'm a little more with you on that one for sure. How about yeah. with any team? I mean, don't you think that Des just doesn't want to play football, and all this is just kind of smoke and mirrors? I, mean, I don't believe that. I think Des wants to play under Des circumstances, and what I mean by that is, I think Des wants to play at the right place. For the right amount of money. This is and not the right place. Because he's had opportunities. Baltimore was offered him a deal. Right. So I he's had opportunities. Think he wants so I, I to think, play football. I think if the Giants would offer him that same deal, he would have done it in a minute. He made it clear which teams he wanted to go to. You know, if it's one of those Mike things, Tyson, I think he's in. Ronda Rousey, they were the biggest, the baddest. Until so they got punched in the mouth. And then they're like, it's different. It's a totally different thing now after that. And the thing is, Dez did think Dez way. I go, I jump over people, I make these plays, get off me, whatever. But when you're not that guy anymore and you're getting called out by the cornerback from the Panthers who's now with the Red, Josh Norman, you're getting called out by other people, like this guy's not very good. I don't I don't then, see Dez. Then it's kind of embarrassing to to go out and play that you can't do all this X stuff like that when you do it once a year. But I don't see Dez as that kind of timid player timid person he likes like to me that's much, that's the kind of person that's that's kind of timid so they will back away from a challenge i don't see des as the one that'll back away from a challenge. i see des as one that'll attack it whether it's whether he he will still point to the things that said that says he's successful even though he really isn't because you ask him about last year he probably wouldn't tell you that he didn't have a great year right but the fact of the matter is i don't think he i don't think he's the kind of personality that would back away from that challenge just because other people were saying he wasn't great well, he's just not signed with anyone, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm sure there's been opportunities. I just don't know what it is. I mean, what's the reason? I just I think deep down he doesn't really want to play. Well, the what I don't I hope you're wrong because the football fan in me wants to see him play. Yeah, I, God, I would be so excited if he signed with the Patriots or the Saints or really the Browns, anybody where he could be a feature Packers. in their offense. I think if he went to the Packers, I think he would have a really. I think that's the one place in the league where he could actually go in and have an impact immediately. Regardless, it hasn't happened. You have to ask yourself why it hasn't happened. Um, when partially, maybe he wants to play under his circumstances. Maybe there's not that many teams who think he can help him. I don't know. The other point I want to make is that what's different from April to now? Like, what changed here in Dallas? So you could say, well, the offense looks like crap. The wide receivers aren't any good. Like, the Cowboys knew exactly what they were signing up for when they did this. Like, I can go pull you the sound clips from May when they were like, it's going to be on Zeke to play well until these receivers find their footings. Like, we know we're facing stack boxes. We know these guys, you know, they got to – we're going to have to have a wide receiver step up. Like, it's not like they were expecting these guys to be magical pro bowlers from the word go. Yeah. Um, and – all of the people who signed off on cutting him are still here, and all of the players who supposedly were okay with it are still here too, except for mm. Jason Witten. Well, <laughs> right. a couple of, I mean, right. 
That's yeah. it. Travis Frederick is still in the building. Sean Lee is still in the building. Snake Lee. Whatever, well, you, want, whatever you want to call it. I mean, they're here. The curse they still play planet. for the team. <laughs> I just, it, I don't think anything's different from the day that they just made the decision. Yeah. So. Well, credit to him to keeping it live and keeping it's always fun <laughs> the speculations going but it was interesting even last week he was tweeting some stuff about battling uh dep- was it depression or anxiety 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 and it's oh, just like that. there was a i don't know there's just a lot of it, it was I, I i don't remember the exact quote but he was just talking about going through a period of anxiety where he experienced a lot of anxiety and that kind of stuff and i don't know it just i, I think there's a lot of retrospect there's a lot of retrospectiveness, if that's a word, coming from Des right now. Like, I think he's probably coming to terms with the idea that maybe he's not as valued around the league as he thought he was. Like, people aren't people aren't just saying, oh, we will give you what you want. We just want you on our team. And so I think that's there's probably some of that that happens with every professional athlete that has always been the top when he gets to a point where he realizes everybody doesn't see him as the top, right? So that's I don't know. Point. I wonder if some of that's happening. And that's there. my point. I mean, it's easier to just not play and not be exposed because of, of what the character that he's kind of created. And it's it's tough to go back on that and just be this guy that's kind of hanging on. And I think that's what Jason Witten did not ever want to do is to play like that when you're in a liability. And it was getting kind of close. And he, I mean, he still made the Pro Bowls last year, but it was getting kind of close. He was getting penalties a lot, offsides, whatever. And I think he was like, this is better to go do this. And that's just, and the thing about it is former players, they, they may, may or not miss the game, but most of them miss the spotlight. And that's the thing. Dez is going to continue to be in well, the spotlight. Well, you saw, did you see on uh, social media, what was that, uh, the other night when whenever the Drake Drake concert was happening mm-hmm. there were a bunch of fans there and they were all throwing up the x for des and you know you could see in his face that there was just that moment of man this is cool i kind of missed this you know and drake so, himself threw up the x yeah no doubt but i'm just photo, saying like so that's the part that gets to what you're saying is missing that that adulation that you get that feedback you get from fans of you're the man you know that that could be hard i would assume you know i'll bet you my paycheck that Neither Terrence Williams nor Des Bryant registers a catch for the Cowboys on Sunday night. This coming Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> right now. It's pretty safe yeah. bet, Dave. Yeah. Great bet. <laughs> Who are you betting with, by the way? I'm just anybody. All takers. So well, your, your best, I mean, your, your check is season. out there at this point. So at this point, if one of those things happen, this Sunday. We, will take, we will take your check and decide how we want to disperse it. Sure. Throughout, just hey, disperse it throughout the There's Cowboys no sphere. risk in this for us, so I'm in on that. I'm, okay. I'm good with that. God, I hope I don't regret that. <laughs> I was about to say, this is going to be really interesting. If Friday Friday morning, like, breaking. Pretty <laughs> funny. <It's> like, crap. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break, and we will, when we come back, we'll get into the whole Texans offense. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit directtvnow.com. DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to 
talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Back to the break. All right, we are back on the break, second segment of the show. Does someone have something to talk about? An ad or something? Underwear? Jack Black? I thought that was the second break. (laughs) We've been doing it in the two. Okay, then forget that. Let's go into the Texans offense, and I wanted to break it into two parts. First of all, let's start off with the quarterback and their O-line. Let's start off with their quarterback indeed. Because Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is a fun player. Um, I don't know. Where do I want to start with this? Honestly, you know, I mean, we all watched the Chiefs-Broncos um, game on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot of the same stuff in Deshaun Watson, honestly. Uh, I, I mean, I know Pat Mahomes is, like, off to this insane start. The Texans are 1-3. and three. It feels weird to compare them, but you're talking – they were drafted on one spot away from each other. Big live arm guy with mobility, and they've tailored their offense to suit him. Um, this looks like a college offense. Like it looks, I wrote, it looks very chiefsy. This is chiefsy. Yeah, it's uh, this is an offense full <laughs> of motion. There's a wide receiver moving through the backfield before every single snap. Mo, I mean, Watson's in the shotgun way more often than he's under center. Uh, there's a read option element to damn near everything he does. Like it. It is a common sight to see, like, you know, a wide receiver move across the formation, takes the snap, does the read with the running back and the wide receiver, too. So just, again, God, I wish the Cowboys would do this type of stuff more often because you can see it. The defense has to read and react just mm-hmm. that little bit before they know where the ball is going. Um, I love your hand signals. Yeah. No, your, I mean, little, your foot even came up. Got, that was I mean, really yeah, cute. Yeah, pick your foot up. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Pick your foot up to, to signal that you're ready for the ball, right? No, but I mean Deshaun Watson is he's a, he's crazy. I mean he's he's mobile he's mobile mobile. He's got a really strong arm. Uh, he is he is a threat to run and throw even more than Dak. And to be bluntly honest, I think the Texans know how to use his skill set a little bit better than the Cowboys do. Um, he has run the ball 24 times this season for an average of 6.7 yards per carry. Uh, he's also been sacked 17 times. But he said today himself, yes, their offensive line is bad, since you asked about that. It's it's real bad. Um, they don't have a left tackle, basically. They're trying to find an answer between Julian Davenport and Martinez Rankin. Uh, Nick Martin, Zach's little brother, is good at center. But, like, 
this is not an offensive line worth getting excited about, which they're only averaging 3.9 yards per carry when their running backs take the ball. Like it's, it's not a strength of their game, but Watson can make up for that. Like I said, he's 6.7 yards per carry. He's also got the mobility to get away from it. He said himself today, he runs himself into sacks a lot of times too. I think I watched the Colts game yesterday and I think he was sacked seven times, four of those he was running forward looking for empty space in the defense and was tripped up right at the line of scrimmage. So four sacks that could have been four gains of five to 10 yards if you don't tackle well. So that's the big thing for him, obviously containing, um, but he's got, he's got great arm strength. It might not, I don't know if anybody's got as good of an arm as Mahomes right now, but he's got a cannon and he's got Deandre Hopkins, who's certainly on the short list of best receiver in the league. And then uh, Will Fuller, who is a speed demon. Like he's got two very scary options, um, on the outside who can do that type of stuff. And then real quick, what I just mentioned with all the motion, they got a kid named Kiki Kuti. Shout out Texas Tech for anybody listening because he's only played in one game, but he looked scary when he did it. Uh, Against Indianapolis this past weekend, he was targeted 15 times, got 11 touches for 100 yards, averaged 10 yards per touch. And he was – he's what I want Tavon Austin to be. Like before every single snap, he's motioning, he's coming off the line. Sometimes they throw him a pop pass. Sometimes it's a reverse. Sometimes he doesn't do anything. He's just a decoy, but he is a factor in every single thing they do. They got him the ball 11 times and only once was it more than 10 yards down the field. Why can't the Cowboys do that? But he was averaging 10 yards a play. Yeah. Every touch. touch, And he touched it within three yards of the line of scrimmage every single time. Wow. And, I mean, he's dangerous. He's a fourth-round pick. He was a great player at, at Texas Tech. Uh, he's the guy I'm watching. Watson, obviously, but that guy, they're going to get him the ball. So why do they suck? <laughs> I don't know. And to be fair. Sorry. No, you see right here? What? Why are they not winning? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, seriously, I was thinking the same so, thing. I mean, you know, obviously, y'all don't get to see our office, but I sit eight feet away from Brian. I, I try to do my own tape study. I don't just want to copy off right. of him, but he watches the tape for three days. And, like, four times this week, I've just, like, looked over at Brian and been like, why do these guys suck? Like, none of it doesn't make sense why they're not good. <laughs> Uh, I haven't gotten to their defense yet. I know their maybe def- that's the problem. Their defense has struggled. I mean, they gave up 34 but points. But they got a ton of players over there, especially no, that defensive front. I haven't gotten there, but this is the fifth best offense in football. 414 yards per game. Ugh. Uh, yeah, and they're actually better. I would have thought they would be better running. Oh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. They are better running. They run for 123. They pass for 291. Um, and a lot of that comes on broken stuff. Cause like, I, I mean, the play breaks down, Watson gets out of it and they do a lot of design stuff too. Same bootlegs. Honestly, it looks a lot like what Dak does just better. And oh, what the Dak did in year one, but, not, but like, it, they're not doing a lot of that now. I know, but they don't have a Zeke that Lamar Miller. Yeah, with, yeah. Lamar Miller. I remember not to like, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I know a lot of people wanted to sign him in free agency after DeMarcus Lawrence. I mean, Mm -hmm. DeMarco Murray left, Mm -hmm. which I know they don't have the line the Cowboys do, but like he's eh. like the (laughs) the Texans running backs are like a waste of time. Even your boy blue. He's fine for what he does. (laughs) He's all right. I'm a boy blue. I'm I'm not talking about him. I'm proud of Alfred blue because he came out of LSU. Like he barely got drafted. He's like that. And just holding on. He's just still in the league. He's got to get a pension. He's not, he's a third down back. He's not anybody that should scare you. Um, 
But yeah, they can't. They don't run the ball well. Like when they want to run, they don't run well. But Watson scrambling and designed runs, and they're not afraid to do it. He's yeah. he's carried the ball seven more times than Dak, uh, and he I think he's got 116 rushing yards on the season, and a lot of that is design stuff. Um, like I said about the Chiefs, like you'll see receiver motion down. They did this cool thing where Kuti he comes out of the slot, comes into the backfield, motions back out, and then Watson runs a bootleg, but it's really an option where he pitches it out to Kuti like. They're trying. They're, he's a spread quarterback in college, and they're trying to incorporate that into their offense instead of hammering a square peg into a round hole. So, you look at these, uh, and it sounds like from what you're saying, the best of what they do is their wide receivers and their quarterback. If that's the case, how do you think these cornerbacks on the Cowboys? Wait, before we get into that. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Running the show today, there. Hey. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, go, go. That was gonna be the the second part of it. I, okay. I wanted. I know yesterday's you, you guys talked about the Cowboys' defensive line. You mm -hmm. talked about the possibility of David Irving coming back, mm -hmm. the Millie Collins injury. So, given all of what is going on on the Cowboys' defensive line, how does this line match up against a team like the Texans? I think it based on what we've heard so far. I think it matches up very well, and even better if David Irving can get 15 or 16 snaps in this game because the line's not good you can pressure watson and get to him the thing for me like they better tackle well because if he gets out of it then like he's gonna off yeah he's gonna pick up yards which but i mean this is you know much like we talked about that in seattle they got two sacks they weren't great but this is another opportunity for them to pile up some sacks here and impact the game for sure great game for the markets <laughs> No, no, I'm just waiting. Like sure, I'm waiting. I'm waiting you, for my cue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hit it, Derek. <laughs> no, I just wanted to know, like, I get the defensive front and I was a little less concerned about that matchup because it sounds like he's definitely a guy you can sack. Yeah. My bigger question is looking at the cornerbacks and how they match up. This will be. Yes, this will be the best wide receiver that they have faced so far this season. Dondre Hopkins. I don't think there's a better receiver that they faced this year. Do you? Odell Beckham is better. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. And if you go back and look at their numbers for the last couple of years, I think DeAndre Hopkins, even with lesser quarterbacks, has been a more productive. But it's arguable. It's arguable. It's arguable. Let's go. at least say, let's at least say from the standpoint of, of that, it's an ar arguable thing that he is at least, if not the top receiver, then the second receiver that they will have faced this year. That being said, how do you think they match up? Because he does present some some issues for any team because he's a guy that can go up and get the ball. He's a guy that can go downfield. He has a lot of things in his game that makes him a very dangerous wide receiver. This is football 101, but if it was Eli Manning, I would be like, this is a decent matchup. Like, you're going to give up some yards, <laughs> but the D-line's going to pressure him. They're going to get him on the ground, but Watson's ability to create plays makes it scary for anybody. I don't care if you got I, the Legion of Boom. I don't really like the Cowboys just following an, uh, one cornerback to with you know with another receiver. But if I'm down in the red zone, I will do that. If I'm, who would you match if, up with? Byron Jones. I mean, Byron Jones was a first round pick because he can jump, not because he could play. Long arms, because he could thing. jump. That's why he got him in the first round. He's gotten a better as a as a corner. He's he's having a good year so far. He's an athletic freak, and they, you're going to need that because that's the type of play what, what Hopkins um, does a lot. He, he's a big jumper, so um, I wouldn't do it all over the field. But when I get to that situation, I'm at least going to help myself. Not to say that Cheeto hasn't can't get up there and make plays and do that kind of stuff too, but I, I'll, I will probably put Byron on him just in those situations. Yeah, I agree 100. Um, because and 
Hopkins, he's not like he doesn't have that Des build, but they throw him a lot of jump ball, you know, especially in the red zone. Like they're going to try to. Well, he's throw lean and he can jump. Yeah, yeah I, I I like that matchup, which you're as always, you're going to give up yards. You will. But uh, what scares me is if Watson, if, if it becomes backyard football, especially talk about these safeties. I mean, Byron Jones can do a great job all day, but if there's a miscommunication there and the play's eight seconds long, are the safeties going to be in the right position? Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about Watson being having a strong arm and also being very mobile, and that you know, Michael Vick, that is what comes to mind there. But but accurate, you know, that's one thing that he hasn't really been. He was I, I went and looked at. It. He's 27th in the league in, in accuracy. You know, Dak's 28th, so that's <laughs> that's the issue. The, those guys are the, are the same way. They can throw the ball from point A to point B, but um, I don't. I think. Is Watson? What's he doing with interceptions? Is he throwing a few? He's throwing one in every single game, at least one. So you know, yeah, no, has got a gift. Which, but, but and they've been down too. You know, they've been down just like Cowboys trying to get themselves back in game. I'm and glad they don't have a running game that they can lean on like Dallas has. I'm glad you brought that up. Which I guess we can talk about that tomorrow. But they've been working in a crappy deficit in three of their four games. They actually built a big deficit against the Colts on Sunday. But uh, in their games, and that game still came down to overtime, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, their defense is not as good as the talent suggests. That's the only conclusion I can come to. But they were trailing in. Uh, they were trailing New England twenty-four to six at one point. They were trailing Tennessee, their week two opponent, fourteen nothing, and twenty to six against the Giants in week three. So, mm. if the Cowboys can get out to a hot start on offense, which they haven't been able to do for most of this season, but if they can, it could be good in terms of you know. Make Deshaun throw. He's averaging 37 attempts per game. Uh, and some of those are going to be picks based on prior experience. Even with this team? Who doesn't have Well, one? that's a great point. <laughs> that is a really good point. I was going to ask, given the lack of, you know, being able to get some picks and turnovers, who would be the guy that would most likely be able to catch that ball and get an interception? I mean, if you want to go with past experience, it has to be Jeff Heath, yeah. I would assume. I mean, we still haven't seen these corners really be ball hawks. I haven't seen these corners turn, you know, what would have been just a ball they knocked down into an actual interception, not in regular season. We so, should play that So I start game. seeing that. I don't I don't know that. We I should, we should that. play that game. Who's going to get the first pick on this team? You want to? All right. It won't be a defensive back. Joe Thomas. That's I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a linebacker. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say. I'm thinking it's going to be a linebacker. And that I'm Jaylen. okay. Even if even if Watson has shown a penchant for picks, I think it's way more likely that you affect the game in the pocket. Like if Demarcus Lawrence can rip around and, and yeah. you know strip him or something. I think that's based on what we've seen. It's yeah. more likely than forcing him into a ton of picks. I got to see that before I think it's going to happen. So. Right. And I just, and that's not even just a, I mean, that's a a while. Like, it's been a while since this team has had corners that get interceptions regularly. Like, that's been a a long while. Even going back to Terrence, that was the knock on Terrence for a long long time was Terrence is a really good cornerback, but Terrence will knock the ball down way more than he's going to catch the interception. So, Mm -hmm. we don't, this team hasn't had that guy that's got the instincts to jump into the throwing lane on a regular basis, at least. Like, in the time that I've been here, we haven't had that guy. Um, the but, only one, like you said, Jeff Heath, he's the one that has been the closest to making those kind of plays, but yeah. then he drops the ball. It's but like even the numbers for that, much. like he, his numbers are very modest yeah. for interceptions. I mean, it's not like he's in the league leaders. He's just leading this team, which has been deficient when it comes to trying to get interceptions. So, 
The other, which going back to affecting the game in the pocket, like I hope David Irving can do something in this game because this is football 101 to a degree, but as mobile as he is, Watson just loves to, he wants to be moving toward the line of scrimmage, obviously. Like if the rush, he doesn't completely trust his pocket, he loves to step up. Or should he? No, yeah. (laughs) He loves to step up. Like he's going to try to step up right into the space and it's, it happens every time. Like he's looking to throw, but he wants to be moving forward because he can go and get seven, eight, nine yards, which is, which is not, but that's not great right now. When you think about it from the standpoint of where the Cowboys right now, having the most injury issues right in the middle. And when you're talking about those two defensive tackles, like you got Crawford there, but Malik's out, you're just getting David Irving back. So who knows if he's even going to be active, need him to play. Do you have anybody to push the pocket? Need him to play. Well, both of them need David to play 15, 16 snaps. And I need Tyrone to fall out. Yeah. This is a game. I would definitely use David a lot. As much as I thought I could get away with, with his level of, of energy. You yeah, know? I just wonder. I don't. I mean, you definitely, especially their right tackle gets beat all the time. Like Demarcus Lawrence is going to have a good game, but I wonder if he'll be able to actually finish the play on a consistent basis. And that's because not, he's going to push up. Yeah, and that's yeah. not his fault. That's just Watson's a tough guy to defend. Yeah. All right, let's take our final break. And when we come back, we'll keep talking about this matchup. And you can also send us your question through Twitter at Cowboys Break. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. You gotta take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to the break. You don't sell three million pairs of anything if it's not good. Tommy John has done that. Three million pairs sold. The reason why is it feels good, looks good. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Awesome. You know, I regretted not being here on yesterday's show because I listened 
to what you guys did for Tommy Jonathan. I'm like, man, I would have made some nice comments to that. You had some stuff ready for that. <laughs> Why did you give me the the boring promo right now? <laughs> because we got a 45 minute I'm show. Here. Yeah, and right, and we spent five <laughs> minutes on that. It's awkward. I mean, Miles Austin will be coming in in a second. I'm uh, like, you're right. So it's just. Let's, <laughs> Let's on go. with the show. Yeah, right. You still Jeez. messed it up. <laughs> Dave, I thought you no, were on I my am. side. You know, like, you know <laughs> no, I like to talk about the undies. Okay. So here's a question from Twitter. Out of the Cowboys defense matching up against this team, who would be the guy that would be the most surprising to make a play for you in this upcoming Terrence game? Terrence Williams. <laughs> defense. Oh. We're talking that about, would be today. We're talking about Cowboys defense. Right. I just thought um, about surprising. Um, I wonder. Sean Lee. Well, yeah, I don't think Sean Lee's going to play. But that's sorry. an easy one. It's play like, along. You can I say know. Randy Gregory. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how much the way the Texans want to play suits the linebackers. Period. Honestly, uh, really? it's just a spread. They're they're playing spread option football. They're playing college football, and I don't mean that as a you know, slight, but they don't target they don't target their tight ends or their running backs that much, and I they don't run the ball that well. Um, but that seems like that might be even more like what an opportunity for these linebackers because now what they're doing is they're playing a lot of either they're blitzing or they're playing coverage, which for both of these linebackers that seems to be what they do well, right? I will can they cover that well against the personnel that'll be on the field? Is what I'm trying to say. They're going to be in zone. Why not? But you because have to make receiver. them one-dimensional. It doesn't matter yeah. if they they don't want to run the ball or not. You have to continue to put them in third and long situations. So I I, I think that they're going to try to run it some, and then when you do, and well, they're going to have to keep tabs on that quarterback. Which again, I think when you have young linebackers that are fast that can run sideline yeah. to sideline, I feel we'll good see. about them in that situation against a Watson. Right? That's fair because Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith are not your average linebacker when it comes to athleticism. Right. They're much faster than that. I just so they target their tight end six times a game and their running backs three. And I just yeah. And oh, I wow. I just said Watson throws thirty seven times a game. So that's thirty times where he's targeting receivers. And again, it's all a lot of it is stuff near the line of scrimmage, trying to create easy throws for him. So if Kiki Kuti takes a pop pass coming around the end, is Leighton Vander Esch going to get there? He, he might. Better. He he better. Yeah, better. He, that's a great way to phrase it. He <laughs> better. better. Yeah. That kind of scares me. Yeah, but I, but I'll tell you that just listening to what you just said right there. What scares me even more is the safeties. We talked about the safeties. We talked about the struggles that the Cowboys have had there, and now you're talking about a team that now throws the ball 37 times a game and throws it primarily to wide receivers. That should scare everybody. That should make everybody it. At least that's a matchup you better keep your eye on and see what your safeties are doing because this is a team that can get behind you if you're not playing good sound defense. Yeah, that, that was going to be my next question. We talked about the corners, and then we mentioned Jeff Heath, who is still battling through some injuries. And now with the other safeties that you have left, how? I mean, what is the level that you need to play up to when it comes to safety, looking at these wide receivers and knowing that this quarterback can throw down the field pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, face? no, I, I, I agree with you. I agree I'm, with you. I'm asking, how much does your safety really need to put in the work in this specific game? I think this is a huge game for the safeties. Again, up until last week, I didn't think that the secondary had really been challenged. Last week, they got challenged. And that offense, were able, they were able to put up some points and some yards. Is this more challenging this, than last week? No. I think 
I think for different reasons. Last week, you had a more skilled passer, I think, that you were going up against. This week, I think you've got you've got to deal with the fact that this quarterback can run. And like Dave was saying, it's kind of multifaceted. On any given play, there are probably four different options of things that can happen, as even before it gets to the point where he actually decides who he's going to throw the ball to. That takes a lot of just kind of understanding what they're doing, being true to your assignment, doing your job, and making sure that 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 you don't let a big play get behind you. So it's it's challenging in different ways, I think. I don't know if I would say one's more challenging or less challenging than the other, just different kinds of challenges. Nick, you said no. So are you, based on last game, I mean, are you expecting – the safeties to be able to play better this game? Yeah, a little bit. I just don't think they'll be um, they'll be challenged as much in, in that particular way. I, I think that they'll be okay. I think that the, their strength of what Houston's want, wants to do will will match up better with what the Cowboys' strength is uh, with guys up front. I think they can get after that line. I think it'll cause problems for for Watson. I don't think he's the type of passer, obviously that that Stafford is, and so I think he'll. He's throwing the ball to the other team, and he's not that accurate in some of his throws. So I don't think they'll be challenged as much. It doesn't mean that they won't, you know, make some big plays on them. It just has all the makings of a shootout type of game, and those type of games can get, you know, it can get scary because um, the Cowboys have got to, on their side. They got to, they got to be able to score points to to get there. But I mean, I, I don't think it'll be like it was last week. I think the safeties will be okay. I just think it's I, – I agree with that. It's just different. Like, I don't – Deshaun Watson's not going to be, like, moving and baiting safeties. I don't think he's on that level, which Matt Stafford is. But I hope I hope the pass rush can make life difficult on Watson. I'd way rather he run it 10 times for 60 yards than run around in a circle and then, you know, the safeties bang into each other like the Keystone Cops go. and all of a sudden, you know, Will Fuller's in the end zone 70 yards later. And that's my concern is yeah. he buys extra time. It should And be. when he buys extra time, I don't care who you are, even if you're the best safety, the best corner, keeping up with guys, especially guys that are the caliber of DeAndre Hopkins, when the play breaks down, good luck with that. So it's going to be so imperative on them to not only get to him, but to get him down. Don't let him buy that extra time, because if he buys that extra time, all bets are off. Don't even get him down. On, I, I mean, hopefully you do, but like harass him to the point that he has to take his eyes down. Down, You know, you can't look yeah. to extend the play. Just run. I'll, again, I'll take that. Kill me with a thousand paper cuts running for five yards at a time before you hit a 70-yard touchdown. Because that's also where I trust my linebackers. I trust these two linebackers that – in nickel situations, if he gets outside the pocket, they can run him down. I really do trust them to do that. Now, again, it's a it's a matter of trust because we haven't yeah. had to see them do that against this caliber of running quarterback because uh, I don't know if Russell did that a whole lot in the game against the Cowboys. But I trust them to do that. I trust them way more to do that than I trust the safeties if the plays break down to be able to cover downfield. I didn't make that face because I disagree with you. I'm just thinking about, you know, three chunk touchdowns given up in the last two games. I just... I would probably bet that there will be another one this weekend. I'm with you. Hopefully it's not multiple. Hopefully not a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another question from Twitter. And I'm not a huge believer on the whole home field advantage stuff, but the Cowboys have lost our, all their games, wrote games. So given this matchup over there and the Houston's playing at home, coming off of one win, how big – is this home? And I hate asking this question, but it is. I, I get it a I, lot. It's not. A, but the home field advantage. I just. I'm not a huge believer in well, that. Well, it, it matters. It's a bad question. No, I don't think so either. I think it matters from the standpoint that when you're on the road, it limits what you're able to do because noise becomes a factor, right? And so, 
you know, some of the audibles that you may want to make, it's some of the things everywhere. you want to do. It, I mean, yeah, but yeah, when you're at, when you're at home, when you're at places, home, it's not but. the same. And I will tell you this: this weekend, expect it, especially if the Texans are in the game. This is gonna be loud because it's it's different when you have a team that you're playing that's just a team. It's a whole different thing when the fan base hates the other team. And there is that situation. You see that on the road sometimes when you're at some of your division rivals. Yeah. And when they hate the other team, there's a whole Feely. different level of vitriol yeah. that the fans can inject into the game. And that will be there this weekend. Make no yeah. mistake there's about the, it. Houston fans hate the Cowboys. Houston hates Dallas. I mean, as a city, you know. And, Probably and, true. And, and yeah. that's just the way that, that it is. And that's why, I mean, it, it makes for a good rivalry. Yeah. Um, As you're going to intimate I, later in this I week. I actually wrote it. It's already on the site. <laughs> oh, it's already right up? Now. I yeah. thought you were doing it later this week. No, I wrote it today. I just really I, I feel like Dallas and Houston, I think they should play every year. I think I the too. NFL can figure out a way to do that. And I bet it happens at some point. But um, this, it'll be interesting. But remember, a lot of Dallas fans will be at that game as it will well. Be. So it's, there's it's a lot of Dallas fans in Houston. Yeah. Uh, home field advantage isn't a big deal if you're proven that you're capable of dealing with it. I mean, it's. Six and two on the road in sixteen, and eight and zero on the road in fourteen. But this team has looked like trash on the road, going back to last year, and certainly this year. So, I think it's a thing. You got to prove that it's not a thing. There you go. You know. So we'll see what happens. And tomorrow we'll get into the Texans' defense versus the Cowboys' offense for Derek Eagleton, Nick Inman, David Helmet, and Member Garcia. This has been the break on DallasCowboys.com. Great. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!